For people who wonder whether they will ever love a robot, I would say, I hope so because you will be a robot. In a sense, all of us already are robots. We're, we're, we're meat robots. There's a certain conscious experience associated with the configuration of molecules that makes up a human body. In a similar way, a robot, a computer, it's a configuration of, of molecules, of particles, and I see no reason why the configuration of molecules constituting a, an engineered robot cannot have consciousness in the same sense that the molecules constituting an evolved biological body has. And in the end, as we repair our brains with, with nanobots and as we advance brain-computer interfacing, hybridizing ourselves with localized and networked machines, in the end, the distinction between an organic, evolved robot, such as I am right now, and an engineered robot made of silicon, metal, and whatever other funky compounds are invented, this distinction will probably not seem so meaningful anymore. It's all just configurations of matter endowed with sparks of consciousness, and it will take many, many different forms as technology evolves. the opening for the new series that you're going to be watching every meeting for the next 11 meetings. Not, not the whole thing, just the, could you replay that again, turn down the lights, just uh, the pickup on the uh, new series uh, audio logo. My dad's rolling in his grave. Breathing, my dear? With that, I dare you to take a breath deeper than the beat of your heart right now. I invite each of us to take the good deep breath, that breath energized and full, that breath that allows each of us to open to this experience to the potentials that somehow Adamus is going to present to us, to inspire us, to stimulate us, to irritate us. Take the good deep breath. 
and really open to the feeling. Giving yourself permission to really, truly feel and allow. And with that, there's music that will play. And while that music is playing, I invite you again to breathe into the feeling of it and to invite Adamus in close. As close as you choose, breathe with all that you are into the heart of you. Breathe and welcome everyone. Hmm. In a car, driving it again Searching for the water, hoping for the rain Up and up Up and up Down upon the canvas, working in a meal Waiting for a chance to pick your Irish field Up and up Up and up See a bird form a diamond in a rough See a bird soaring high it's in your blood It's in your blood Underneath the storm and umbrella saying Sitting with the boys and takes away the pain Up and up Up and up
never give up. I am that I am, Adamus of Sovereign Domain. Welcome to Shout One of the Transhuman Series. Take a good deep breath with it. Something different. There's something different in, in the air, in the energy. You can sense it if you take a good deep breath and get out of your mind for a moment. Something different. Now we'll talk about that in just a moment, but I had a few words to start out with, but there's this overwhelming aroma as I breathe in. An overwhelming aroma either of good French champagne on your breath or something more pervasive. Could it be? Could it be real coffee? Sandra, where is my coffee? Adamus, I think it's your time to walk over to the Special Master's Club. Well, I'm getting invited to yes, you the are. Human Master Club. I want you to Thank see you, my dear. what the, the you, my beautiful dear. creations yes. that the Masters are doing. So yes. we'll just walk on to the Master's Club. Oh. Yes. I think I might have prepared a little speech for this, but who knows? Oh, who knows? is it possible? Mm. You, mm. a speech? Mm. A little kiss here oh, before. Oh, there we oh, go. Yes. How about more? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Oh, don't miss out. Mm. Don't miss out. And a hug. Oh, dear old friend, haven't seen you in a while. Mm. Mm. And your beautiful daughter. She's gorgeous. I'll be with you in a moment. I'm yeah, no problem, no problem. <laughs> I've got my kissing to uh, oh. Thank you. Uh, uh, don't, we don't want to interrupt uh, okay. anything. Okay. So <clears throat> here we go. Here okay. we go. Thank you. Thank you. Take my hand, please. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Wanna make sure yes. that you're you're that you're uh, taking care of Jeffrey. Uh, oh wait, wait. Uh, wait. Oh, did you see that? Did you uh, see Tobias. That? You ah. never look so good, Tobias, oh. as you do in that painting. Oh. <laughs> okay. Oh, so this is it. This is it. This is it. The Aren't Master's you proud? Club. <sighs> it's an amazing, beautiful creation. It is a beautiful creation. Um, if you don't mind, uh, get my coffee and. <gasps> What's and this? And then um, that's Timothy. <laughs> Behind <laughs> I, Timothy. I'm going to be With um, speaking from here for a moment. So, yes, uh, and my coffee, ladies. Oh, barista Already train. made? Uh, one f it's from the barista. Oh, would you oh. run that to the camera and show them how oh, beautiful it looks not, with the where, How where do I have to go you. to get Thank this you. to the camera? Oh my goodness, this is going to be, this is tense. Okay, can, can, you, can you see inside this uh, coffee Lower it a cup? bit and they can dip the camera. Okay. I don't think this can be Right done. into the coffee cup. Can you see it? There oh, it is. Oh, they can see it. There, wait, wait. Oh, look at that professional barista work. Oh, you! Right here. So you are so lucky. Thank you, and and thank you, beautiful ladies, uh, for making my a real coffee. All, all of these are years I've endured uh, this um, <clears throat> other kind of coffee, uh, less less elegant coffee. But now, now, uh, and I know it was my wish, uh, and I asked Calder and Linda to make sure we got in a good coffee machine here in the Masters Club. Uh, if you don't mind. Uh. <sighs> Finally, satisfaction. Uh, thank, you. Wow. thank you. As the first ascended master uh, into this club, 
into this human club, I, I would like to take this moment to invite all of the other Ascended Masters, both those who are embodied here on Earth and those who are in the other realms. I would like to invite them to come in. And uh, Crash, could you be so kind as to open the door? Or Timothy, open the door to let him in. I'm only kidding. They don't need the door to come in. <laughs> he fell for it. He fell for it. I'm going to ask them to come in and to join with all of you, those of you watching online, those of you here at the Crimson Circle Connection Center, to really ground these energies, to take a deep breath and to allow the energies to flow in between what you would call heaven and earth, between the other realms and this human realm. And more than anything, in this moment, allowing all of the Ascended Masters to come in and to be with us, to really meld into the and. It's not so much about heaven and earth or this realm and that. It's about the and, the many. And that's really what all of you are doing. You're doing it in your personal lives. You're doing it right here at the Masters Club. So let's take this moment in beautiful silence, which truly isn't silent, to invite in the Ascended Masters. Those who are here, over 1,500 who are here embodied on this planet, and all the ones who are in the other realms who have their own Ascended Masters Club. But I'm certain that it doesn't even compare to the energies of what you have here. Because here is something so special, such a history that is embedded in, into this wall, a history of your journey, your many, many lifetimes. It was said before that the stones in the wall here represent all of Chambra, the many, many stones. And that is true, but it also represents all of your lifetimes, all of your experiences. For each and every one of you, all the stones here, everything that you've been through, every experience, every hardship, every beautiful, joyful moment right here on this wall. Take a moment just to feel that. It's, it's a memorial wall in a way. It's not the wailing wall, indeed, and don't start putting little prayers in there. It's the wall of joy, the wall of being the transhuman. And on the other wall, which we'll show later, but on the other wall, the, on the opposite side of the room, what Caldra has called the big crimson wall, and that wall represents the art of life and the act of life. Uh, it's a beautiful wall, and it's not just flat, because you're not just flat. It, it has dimension. It has character in it. it. It has artwork in it, infused in it by uh, the artist who created it, but, but by each and every one of you. It shows the, the swirls of life the texture of life, the anything but flatness of life, which for so many, and for those who, many who are living in the singular nature of life, uh, their, their lives can be like a flat, almost colorless wall. But for those who go into the and, who allow the and, who allow really the embodiment of everything, 
this wall represents that beauty of and, of art, of potentials. So we have the two walls, the, the wall of joy with your experiences and the wall of and, representing depth and representing truly the transhuman. And then, of course, right in the middle of it we have the coffee machine and the kitchen, representing that very beautiful part of human life, to feed the body, to enjoy the sensual things of life itself. So here we have it, and on the last wall, the windows, the windows which look out onto the world, which look out, giving such a perspective of reality. That's what these four walls are really about. And when you stand here today, any time you come to visit, any time you just sit in this energy, whether it's surrounded by other Shambhara or maybe by yourself, feel now the connection that you've made between the other realms and this realm, the integration of the and, right here. It may just be a, a small space on a small planet in a very big universe, but what it is and what it represents is bringing and to this earth. The many, the allness, no longer a linear, simplistic life. Let's take a good deep breath with that. This day is as important as historic, or, or maybe even more so than the day we had at the Quantum Leap uh, together back in 2007, in September. And that was a day of saying, we go off the scales. It may not show up in your life or human life right away, but the quotient of consciousness, the path of history changed on, on that day. It was called the Quantum Leap because we went into something else. It's taken a number of years for it to manifest, but here we are right now. This day of the and, this day of true embodiment on this planet is here. Let's take a deep breath with that. And dear Linda, if you would guide me back. And Sandra, would you bring my coffee for me? <laughs> Anyone else She's you'd like? She will take us an escort. Carrie yes. can come too? Carrie can come too as the uh, head barista. Would you like to come? Yes, and we'll have a little parade back into the Here studio. We go. Well, we have to wait for Carrie. Okay, of course. Yes. Okay. She's good at school. Yeah, okay, off we go. There we go. All right. Oh, Thank you. so fitting. Yes. <laughs> oh, we just saw you on the other side. <laughs> Get it, do it, do it right. Yeah. Oh, you have to act a little bit once in a while. Stop being so stuffy, all of you. You have to act a little bit. You can do it. You can Say, do why it. have Carrie, Carrie, Carrie or Sandra carry his coffee? Why she can. not? Why not? She can. Because then I can ask her to come up on stage, Sandra, and receive acknowledgement for him. That's why. That's why. So thank you. And thank you for the excellent coffee. Oh, it's turning into a spade. I knew it would. <laughs> Yay! Yeah.
Let's take a good deep breath as we get into our shout. Oh, it feels so beautiful here. There are now, there are now five Shambra who are walking this planet as embodied, realized masters. Five. Wow. <laughs> Huge. It took a while. It took a while. Uh, and I know many of you uh, along the way were, were wondering, uh, we're only at two. How are we going to get some more? Is it going to be me? You would say. Are we ever going to get to that five? Kind of my magic number. And I say magic because that's the, uh, you could say, an energy quotient or a consciousness ratio uh, that was needed to really get the ball rolling, the popcorn popping. I'm not going to reveal the names. It's, uh, it's insignificant. And, and it may be you. <laughs> may not. Uh, and that's not so important, is to reveal the names, because uh, there is a certain – oh, my dear. Oh, my dear. Is it you? Is it – come up here, please. I, I can't resist. I cannot resist. Oh, my lady. What? Bonjour. Bonjour. Ah. We, oui. yes, you look so elegant, so divine, to the lady. I think all the shouts will be different from now on. <laughs> you are absolutely stunningly beautiful. I remember you. Yes, I remember you. You may have a kiss. You may have a kiss. Oh, I would have Linda hold the wine, but uh, a little. And the true gentleman doesn't actually touch the lips to the face, yes, or the hand. But anyway, thank you, my dear. Thank you. Uh, cheers again. Oh. So why doesn't everybody get dressed up uh, to come here? Uh, not dressed up like this. This looks like you're going to church or a funeral. But uh, no, thank you. A drink? Okay. So would you set this aside so I can throw my arms around? Five. That's all it took to create the momentum for everybody else. Now, I do have to acknowledge – that was good, but I'll wait. Uh, I do have to acknowledge that there were well over a hundred, well over a hundred of well-intentioned Chambra that uh, crossed over before they became realized, embodied um, in their mastery. And that's not counting the ones who just crossed over due to an aged body and uh, a failing body, but a hundred who were of sound body, healthy body that crossed over. It is difficult. It is very, very difficult. And no question just came up. Did any of them take their lives? I mean, like as in suicide? No. Uh, they didn't make a conscious choice to cross over. They just did. Uh, because sometimes in this transformation, going from being a singular human to a true master. It is so difficult on the body and mind, uh, so hard on it, as all of you know. It throws off all the rhythms and the patterns, and suddenly you find yourself in the other realms. Uh, not, not that you made a conscious choice, you're just there. So out of uh, true honor to all of those, who are now on the other side, who were on the same journey as you, who in a sense kind of paved a road for you, uh, took on a lot of the hardships. Because remember, in all of your thinking and the worrying that you do about yourself and about life and the stressing that you do, 
what you are really doing is really taking on the challenges of consciousness of humanity. I've talked to you about it before. I've said these issues and problems that you think are yours, that you really feel so deeply and personally into, are really not. Are really not. You're taking on these issues on behalf of all consciousness. And to a large degree, uh, the, the ones who went on to the other side, who were on this journey of realization, they took on a lot of your fears and concerns. Uh, they thought they were their own. They, oh, they thought they were the only ones with these fears and these thoughts and these feelings of imbalance. But uh, they were also yours. They were taking on something for each and every one of you. Not to feel sorry for them, they are doing fine on the other side. As a matter of fact, they're helping. They're energetically supporting all of you. But there are five now, and soon to be many more. One thing that was unique in each and every one of them, uh, of these five, and who might be watching in online or here, one thing that was unique was they had a lot of struggles. You know, it's, it's such a struggle to try to be a good human. It's such a struggle to try to uh, heal yourself. It's such a struggle to try to perfect yourself. Such a struggle to be a better person. And it doesn't work. It does not work. And for each and every one of these five, after going through a lot of struggles and trying to make themselves better, and trying to make themselves spiritual, or, or just nice, or not so flawed, or not with uh, weaknesses, after a lot of struggling with this, and a lot of crazy dreams, a lot of crazy dreams, they kind of work hand in hand. They woke up one morning, each and every one of them, one morning, and suddenly they just got it. They just got it. Uh, it was, it's kind of a, it's an interesting study in a way, because after all this struggle with no real end in sight, not, not knowing that it was going to be within a week or a month or a year, no real end in sight, they just got it. It came together. And they woke up that morning, and instead of a feeling of struggle, how do I do enlightenment? How can I become realized? How can I be this person I have tried to be, that I thought I wanted to be? They woke up in the morning, after a rather intense night of dreams, and there was a calmness. And there wasn't all that activity in the mind, and there wasn't that struggle. There wasn't a great big question mark sitting right in front of them when they woke up. Instead, they woke up, and they took a deep breath, and they just smiled. I got it, they said. I got it. It wasn't lightning bolts. It wasn't like some of the experiences that some of you have had with cosmic consciousness, the feelings of tremendous uh, soaring into other realms, but also with a tremendous imbalance in the human body and mind. It was a calmness. 
and it was without all the questions and all the nagging doubts and all the wondering when. It was a very, for each and every one of them, a calm and peaceful moment. It wasn't the type of moment they wanted to run down the street screaming uh, at the top of their lungs, I'm enlightened, I'm enlightened. It was just there. And it was such a feeling of relief. Uh, no tension, no, no wondering what's going to happen next. And not because they thought about not thinking about what was going to happen next, trying not to think about it, but there just wasn't the thought. They didn't have to try to think about the natural state of enlightenment. It was just there. They didn't have to wonder what's coming with this world, because in a way it doesn't matter. It doesn't, they didn't carry it on their shoulders, because they know that it's absolutely in perfection the way it is. And they didn't wonder how much light they brought into their body, or how much of their ancestors they've released or not released, or whether they're going to get cancer, or uh, how old they're. All of this ceased, just like that, for each and every one of them. It was just all there, realized. It was actually a feeling of simplicity and grace, one that cannot be thought of in the mind. Not, you can't think your way into grace or simplicity. You can allow it. And it happened to these five because, well, they'd, they'd reached the end of their limits. You, if, if I had introduced you to them a year ago and said, here is the one that is going to be realized, one of, one of the five in a year from now, you would have thought that I was joking or lying. You wouldn't have, you wouldn't have imagined. Because in a way, they were an emotional wreck. Their lives were so imbalanced, they were so fragile, so very fragile, not sensitive. Sensitive is okay, fragile, like they're going to break apart. They were so on the borderline of joining the other hundred or so who crossed over, so on the borderline. You, you wouldn't have thought that would, you would want that as your standard, your example of somebody who's going to be one of the five first masters on the planet. No, you wouldn't have. But, but I bring that up to each and every one of you. I bring it up because your journey is so much the same. The questions, the doubts, the wondering when, the trying hard, the trying to be a, a, a good or better human, each one of these five finally said no more. In a way, they gave up. They stopped. They were so fragile, they were afraid they were going to blow apart, and they probably would have, but they just stopped. And they stopped trying. They stopped working at it. And they were kind of in a, a no place, a no zone for a while. That's what happens when you just stop. It feels terribly uncomfortable for the human, but not for the Master, terribly uncomfortable to uh, stop the ceaseless activities, terribly uncomfortable not to have a program for that day, not to have to study your spirituality or practice it, actually not even to think about it. Uh, terribly uncomfortable, because it, it's, it's not the suit of clothes you've been wearing. It's not you. 
it's hard to identify with that, but they had no place else to go other than the other side. So they just stopped. And when they did, that momentum, that directive of fulfillment was finally able to come in. All the aspects, all the parts and pieces, all of the fragments, all of the lost parts of themselves were able to come in. And what really happened in that, uh, uh, that big night of dreams that preceded their waking up in the morning into realization, what really happened was that all that the singular being that they thought they were, and that you think you are, that singular being, uh, suddenly really opened up and allowed in the and. You can't think your way into and. You can know what it means, but you can't think your way into it. You cannot work your way into it. You can't earn your way into it. You can understand the, the energetic concept that you're not a singular human. Uh, you have been for many, many lifetimes, living in a singular reality and believing it, believing this reality. That's kind of the joke, uh, but it's a good joke and a bad joke. That's kind of a very interesting lesson uh, – not lesson, experience uh, – very interesting experience in uh, what the perception of what consciousness can do uh, to live in singularity, but you were never intended to be that way. And I tell you this as we open up our transhuman series. Transhuman means going beyond just the human, transcending humanness, not, not going out of it. And that's one of the common misperceptions. Well, let's go from being human to being Superman. No, you don't. Uh, there's still the human, and there is so much more. Uh, it's, a, it's a very, very simple physics of enlightenment, and it's receiving that and. And that's what these five did. Each and every one of them, a night of dreams, kind of like, kind of like uh, the Last Supper, <laughs> but, uh, but doing it in the dream state, uh, doing kind of the – in a way a, a ceremony, a final bringing together, and then the awakening in the morning. When was the last time you woke up in the morning feeling absolutely refreshed? Not recently. <laughs> Don't even kid yourself or me. Not recently. You wake up in the morning feeling groggy at best, uh, tired often, but they woke up in the morning not feeling like um, they just drank 20 cups of coffee and had a lot of uh, false energy. They woke up in the morning and it was simply feeling clear, clean. Uh, Calder's throwing that word in. Thank you, uh, Virgo. Uh, simply feeling clean on the inside. Uh, when was the last time you felt really clean on the inside? Uh, really without the grit and without the, the dust and the dirt and the grime uh, and the oil and the garbage, you know. Uh, but they woke up just feeling refreshed and, and not, not thinking to themselves, oh, geez, I've got to go get a T-shirt that says, you know, I'm, I'm an enlightened being, uh, in, in case you're into T-shirts. Uh, but just f having relaxed into enlightenment. And the biggest thing was, uh, the most important thing was they stopped trying. 
Now, granted that they did a lot of work, like you. They went through a lot of hells and a lot of, a lot of um, insights. Uh, they went through a lot. But all of a sudden, when they stopped, it was like, now everything they had done, all the work that they had done, all the things that they had learned, everything was suddenly able to swoop in, uh, to be within. It wasn't just out there in pieces anymore. It just came in. What did they do the rest of the day? You wonder now. You know they didn't. Oh, they didn't say, oh, "I'm a master." Either it's just like, I just feel so clean and clear. Uh, and it, later on, it wasn't until actually later on they started to say, "Is this realization? Is is this enlightenment?" And then it's like, ah, it doesn't matter because I'm not searching for it anymore. I'm not trying for it anymore. Therefore, it must be. If I'm not, if that is not my goal, then I must have made it. If suddenly I don't care about it, then I must be. What did they do the rest of the day? Well, they did what they would normally do, but they didn't do it with the stress. And with uh, wondering, uh, uh, you know, am I contracted some disease? Oh God, did a mosquito bite me? Do I have Zika virus? And they just went about their day. But could you imagine for a moment going about your day and not having that friction, not having that weight, not having that nagging doubt, uh, not wondering what's coming next, just doing it? They had simple days. They, some of the, a few of them went to the grocery store because they were hungry. That's what you do. Uh, they didn't suddenly manifest the food in front of them, but they can. But, but they didn't. They, they, they went to the grocery store, but there was an ease. And it, it wasn't uh, the stress of going to the store and the stress of worrying, oh, God, are these organic and are these uh, vegetarian? And uh, it's like they didn't worry about that. Or is there too much sugar? Or there wasn't that stress. It was meaningless. And, and they didn't have to fight, uh, resist an urge to go buy a big chocolate cake. And say, oh, no, no, I really want that. But I. It just wasn't there. The stress wasn't there. And if they bought the cake, fine. If they didn't, fine. But you know what that's like? Oh, God, I would love that, but I can't eat that. Oh, stop tormenting me with your, your chocolate. Did any of them go to Costco for lunch? No, I don't think they went food sampling at Costco. At least that's what uh, I don't know Costco, but Calder is telling me no, do not do food sampling there. And and uh, a few of them went to their jobs, but uh, three of them had a, uh, two of them had a job. Three of them did not work. Uh, that should tell you something. They didn't have a regular job, and uh, a few of them took their uh, beloved pets out for a walk in the park. And uh, two of them took a very long nap, thought, hey, if that last night's sleep was good, I'm going to take a nap. It's going to be even better <laughs> when I wake up. They just took a nap because they could. They continued on with their life, but with a whole different perspective, not a mental perspective, uh, something very experiential. They were there. Mm. Uh, they were there. Could you imagine for a moment uh, 
in the body, not feeling the tiredness and not feeling the, um, the jet stream of your ancestors uh, it's sucking you back in. And it just wasn't there. I mean, they knew, they all realized, you know, they're a biological family, but that suction wasn't there. And I would say the biggest thing was just the mind stuff wasn't there. What am I doing? Who am I? When am I going to get enlightened? None of that was there. Could you imagine a difference in your day? They didn't go out and perform little feats of magic, making uh, gold coins appear in their hands. It was meaningless. Uh, that's what a human does. But a master doesn't have to play that game. Uh, the, the master doesn't have to go impress others by you know, producing things out of nothing. It's meaningless. That actually drags you more back into being a singular human than it does into singularity of the master. And there's a big difference. The words sound the same, but there is a huge difference in the words. It, uh, one had a, had a relationship. Four did not. Uh, that should <laughs> something. <laughs> that there are some who can do a really good relationship, yes. <laughs> Would you like a drink? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> relationships are difficult, and those who can do it are, are truly admired and honored. But relationships, uh, while you're going through this, are difficult. Uh, but four did not have relationships. One did, and that one did not go and tell their uh, what do you call it these days? Their partner, um, live-in, uh, whatever. Uh, did not run and tell the person, "Oh, you wouldn't believe what happened. I'm enlightened. Uh, I'm enlightened, and you're not." Or. <laughs> Or you know that thing you've been uh, laughing at me about for all these years, for that group I went to? Well, it finally happened. They didn't, there was no need to mention it. Can you just imagine that for a moment? You wake up in the morning after about ten lifetimes of really hard work trying to be a spiritual person, and then you, you let it all go, and suddenly it's all there. You wake up in the morning, and it's just this feeling of, I'm alive. I am that I am. I am here. No battle about it anymore. No trying to make yourself any better. I guess you would call it a, an acceptance, an allowing. I am that I am. And with that, the realization, I am here. Uh, I'm, I'm a, f a human. I'm functioning on this planet, and I am all these other things. And that was what they finally allowed in. That's that's what sank in. If there was any message that they had for each and every one of you, which I, I asked them, uh, any message from five who have actually allowed it, be stop trying so hard. Stop working on your human self. It will get you no further. It will maybe make you think you're doing something. It will occupy your time. It will give you a certain sense of uh, uh, mission, goal, battle. But ultimately, the five would tell you, just stop it right now. Be the human 
and be. Everything else that comes along, that's it. And then, then you'll have a night of dreams, and you'll wake up in the morning, and you'll have that sense of clear and clean, because that directive of fulfillment, that bringing everything together, is there. All this is natural. Yes, there's a lot we talk about. When, I, when I'm talking with you, uh, it, it's to reassure you. I, I think there's that, that constant dilemma. Uh, am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right path? Uh, I'm actually not really teaching you anything. I'm just reassuring you. I give you some words. I d- do a little distracting. But I'm saying to you, <laughs> you're on the right path. Uh, now, stop trying to be so right and just allow. We're coming into this year, this series this year, and uh, how do I paint this picture for you? You've done all the work. Uh, those of you who are still here, those of you who haven't left, and nothing wrong with those who have left, but they wanted to keep working on the human. Uh, but for those of you who are still here, this is the year when you just take that deep breath. You stop trying. I mean everything in your life. It doesn't mean that uh, – Calder's asked me, for instance, well, so you don't build a beautiful uh, master's club. Well, no, that, is that trying, or is that just being creative? It, it's work, but you're not trying to just improve yourself. You know, what the, you know the difference between you go out and build something just because you can, or you, you create a song because you can, or you create a, a class because you can, or do a painting because you can. That's not working. That's just living. But versus the constant grinding away, you can almost feel the gears grinding away as you're trying to work on yourself, improve yourself, make yourself more spiritual, uh, make that human better. It's time to let that go. Be, be really good. Be allowing of the human. And then you start to realize the and. There's so much more. That's where we're going. That's why I want to call it the Transhuman Series. Uh, and I'm playing off of uh, this thing I mentioned in our last gathering, the transhumanist movement on the planet, uh, the move to technology. Uh, there, it's, it's happening. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to watch, view the Pronost update, uh, watch it, but I'll give you the, the summary version. Technology is the biggest thing that's happening on the planet. Believe it or not, it's not Donald Trump, and it's not <laughs> Hil- Hillary Clinton. It's not, it's not terrorism. It's not the financial systems. It's not the chemtrails. Uh, it's not the secret governments or banks, uh, unless you like distractions. It's not the environment so much, uh, but that plays a big role. It's not the things that are going to captivate you in the news each day or captivate you with uh, your discussions of all the conspiracies on the planet. Uh, The conspiracies in particular are huge distractions. Why do they suck in uh, so often spiritual people? Why do, why do these conspiracies just like they're a magnet for those on the spiritual path? Uh, I, I don't quite understand. That's not what's happening on this planet. What's happening on this planet is there's this little old thing called consciousness. 
that really started, if you map it out, which I have, you start mapping out consciousness, it, it started coming into this planet pretty strong right after World War II. One could say that World War II was kind of the um, defining point on the planet. Uh, some call it the battle between light and dark. I just say it's the time of do we bring in more consciousness or not? I guess I'd be light and dark, but <laughs> there was a defining moment uh, in, in, uh, during World War II, right at the end of World War II. And at that point, consciousness was brought it to the planet. The Christ seed that was planted 2,000 years prior to that finally was going to germinate. It's no coincidence that most of you came in within the next uh, two and a half decades uh, of that, uh, three decades maybe, which is uh, just a blink in time. But it's no coincidence that you came in to bring in consciousness. That's what you brought in. Uh, you, you were born into this body and you, you grew a mind, but what you, what you brought in was consciousness. And not just you, there are many others around the planet, but you brought in consciousness, and that started to change things. And you could watch the history, the evolution, going through the, uh, particularly in the late 50s and uh, the 60s, tremendous social change on this planet. Uh, and it kept on for a while in the 80s, I don't know, but, uh, but then after that it kept on. That's what you brought in, and, and that's what made a difference. That's what brought us to the quantum leap, consciousness. And consciousness then brought technology. Look, look at it in your lives, in, in your, your personal history in life. When did the first uh, real personal computer come out? In your lifetime. Uh, and it wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. And look at all the developments in technology, particularly in uh, computing, computerization, that have made such a profound effect on this planet, a and it's going quantum, you could say. That's, that's the, the thing. Technology, but technology that was brought forth by consciousness. That's what's happening on the planet, and it's going to continue. And uh, I call this the transhuman series because it's a play on those who, uh, the, the intellects uh, and the scientists who are now looking at whole bodies, particle bodies, uh, simply gener generated by technology. Nothing wrong with that at all. Because as I've stated, this body of yours that you have right now, it's just a bunch of particles, Edith. Just a bunch of particles that really aren't yours. They're amazing particles indeed, but uh, it's not a stable – this body of yours is not a stable thing. You think it is, but it's not. I mean, the particles are changing right now. They happen to be realigning in similar patterns, uh, and that's one of the things that we're going to be redoing uh, the, the, in this year, redoing how it patterns. Because the particle comes in, it's a brand new particle, but it lines up in a, a same old pattern until it moves out, and new particles move in, but they line up the same. As you release the ancestors, as you release uh, thoughts that really aren't yours, or you learn to recognize what is yours and what's not, the uh, particle patterns change. And that's what we're going to be doing. But um, I digress. 
I, I use the word transhuman because there is this intellectual, scientific, technical movement that uh, is seeking to do the very thing that I've been talking about that these five enlightened Chambra actually did. Uh, they're seeking to perfect the human. They're seeking to uh, make the human potentially immortal. Uh, they, are, they are seeking to avoid death, is what they're doing. It's interesting. It's phenomenal. It will actually keep technology moving, and it will prove to be medically viable. Uh, you'll be able to replace uh, an organ, and why not? Or an, a limb, uh, if something happens, why not? Composing an entire being uh, from, uh, from the atoms, from the molecules, from the particles, from the ground up, uh, yes, it'll be possible. Consciousness? In that being? That's an interesting question. And it's a question that we're going to be addressing, taking a look at both sides uh, as the year progresses. But can one actually infuse consciousness into a sack of particles? A and is it, is it, if it is just uh, a body is, is uh, generated from uh, computer programs, for instance, uh, which then uh, manipulate and pattern particles to appear to be human-like. Uh, is it really human? Is it really – is it conscious? Uh, that, that's a, an incredible discussion. Uh, I, I will say that this year we're going to uh, – sounds uh, for the sake of drama – I'll say we're going to break the code on that one. Uh, but we're going to have a lot of good discussions about it. But can you infuse and maintain consciousness in a non-biologically produced human body and mind? Can you? Interesting, interesting dilemma. And I say non-biological. Uh, you know, in a way, Tobias did it, uh, and it was quite a um, quite an accomplishment to infuse himself into a biological body, uh, but many, many years after that body had been birthed. But it still was a biological vessel. Uh, it still followed old patterns. He was able to infuse in it, but there were a lot of pre-agreements that took place. But if you had a little human body printer and you pushed a button and out came a, a human body, could consciousness actually go into it? If you took uh, enough computing power that, that understood all every detail about human history, every detail about humans, every all of the information that is currently available on the planet, and you linked in this being, a, a, or a, a printer-produced being, into it, but they had access to all the data, would that be consciousness? And there's who, those who think it is, because they have all of the, you could say, the knowledge of everything on the planet. By the way, do you realize that in just in the last two years alone that the information base of the, the planet, stored in computers, on, at homes, offices, uh, on farms uh, – I mean, computer farms uh, – in, in two years is more than all of the previous knowledge that was ever 
accumulated on this planet, including the times of Atlantis. Please, uh, we're not going to go back to Atlantis. It was fine back then, but it wasn't any better uh, by any means. All of this, just two years, the information base on this planet is more than the entire history of the planet. More has been stored information-wise in the past two years. That's where we're going, and, and that's what our Transhuman series is about. But it's about taking a little bit different path. There are those who are going to try to perfect the human, to make the human body relatively immortal. That's fine. Uh, immortal, how long do you want to really exist in that human body? That's my question. Uh, how I spent 100,000 years in a, in a crystal prison. In a way, it was my body. It was my reality. I can tell you right now, you get really stuck bored after about 200 years, <laughs> maybe 300. After, after that, it's just, well, when there's nobody else to, around to pick on, to make fun of or anything else um, to have a good time with. So I, I really wonder about this thing called immortality, but why immortality? Why this quest, using technology to make the body immortal, to feed into the brain uh, the entire database of human knowledge? I, I, I have to stand back and chuckle a little bit. Why? Why? And, and they don't really want to hear this, but they're singular. They are still focused only on the human, only on this dimension, only on this reality. That's it. And so they're trying so hard to make the human better, to make it live longer, to make it smarter, to make it stronger, to make it sexier. Uh, there's not a lot of talk in the other transhuman movement, not a lot of other talk about senses and sensuality. There's not a lot of discussion about, uh, other than making maybe the hearing a little better or the sight a little better. But it's immortalizing the human. There's not a lot of talk about life itself, the experience of life. Now, there, and again, I'm I'm playing the extreme here a little bit. But this other transhuman movement, they want to make the human immortal. And and I would love to sit down with them and ask them. Maybe you could arrange it for me. I would really love to ask them uh, I, because I've I had a little bit of a background in philosophy. I think I created philosophy, <laughs> one of my mistakes. But I have a little background. But why would you want that? Is your life that good that you never want to die? Are your experiences that deep and rich? I mean, you spend all day in front of a computer looking at technical stuff. I mean, is that what you want to do for the next 20 billion years? <laughs> and so I'm kind of laughing at them. In a, in a polite, Adamus way. <laughs> really? I, I've been stuck in a crystal, and it wasn't all that good. Do you really want a, that body to be immortal? Do you really want to focus on just the human, and not even bringing in sensuality? I don't see in any of this um, transhuman movement stuff of, of having bigger sex organs or having bigger orgasms. It's just, I want to live forever in a robot body. And uh, it's, but what about life itself? What about sensuality? What about multidimensionality? 
So I, I would love to. So I intentionally named this series Transhuman because you're going to, we're going to go a little bit different path with a little bit different net result. Uh, we are transcending the singularity of being just a human and going into the and uh, with a tremendous release, then, of the burden of the human. I, I keep asking Linda to make lists of talks that we're going to do, but we have to do Wound of Adam very soon, poor men. Oh, I feel so bad because we have the wound of Isis, and we've we've all processed that, and now it's the wound of Adam. The poor men are just stuck out. Isn't it tough being a man? Yeah, yeah. See, see, all the men. Is it tough being a man or what? You know, you've got you're sitting next to the wound of Isis here, and now you're the. We haven't even addressed the wound of Adam. So, where was I? So, in our transhumanism. It's going beyond singularity uh, of everything. And instead of using technology or exclusively using technology to make your body last, you could probably push it to last with, with technology. I'm going to say probably another oh, 30 or 40 years, you know, from what I calculate right now, technology could change, but 30 or 40 years with really. Uh, a really good nano type of body or nano parts in your body, but uh, that's it. So we're doing it a little different. We're transcending the singularity of being the human. We're taking the burden off of the human being, saying, you don't have to try so hard anymore. Uh, you don't have to work at it, stress about it, because you you're the human. Be the, be the human and watch how what? I didn't say a bad word. Fuck, I could if I wanted to, but <laughs> but I didn't. That's the whole point. It was an alternative reality where I said fuck, but on, on, for this webcast, I didn't say that. No, I almost, you thought I was going to say it. That's the magician. You thought I was going to say it. You heard it. And that's why I had to say it out loud in another reality. I didn't say it in this reality. So, because this reality, they get all caught up on bad words. And like, ah, that's t what, what does fuck mean anyway? No, I mean, Later. Later. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm just stopping here for a moment. What does it really mean? Where did it come from? Anybody know? Where, where's the first time it was used? Yes, uh, Linda will bring the microphone uh, so you can say it in front of the whole world. So, I don't understand it. Because in my time, we hadn't heard that word. We didn't have, we didn't have that word. Yeah. The worst word we had back then was Satan. Uh, I, I could be wrong. Yes. <laughs> I always heard it meant for unlawful cardinal knowledge. For the, what? For unlawful cardinal knowledge. When oh, people fuck. were put, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm saying it. Yeah, <laughs> when, yeah. When people were put in shackles for unlawful cardinal. What is cardinal knowledge? Sex. <laughs> we had a joke back then with the priests and the bishops. Cardinal knowledge. Fornication under the consent of the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to yeah. get permission. Yeah, I think this would be a good topic on the Chambra Facebook. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, it's, it's where words revealed. Where did they come from? Where did shit come from? I, I hear you, you use it. I never use that word. I hear you use that word. Where, where did it come from? 
We didn't have words like that back in, in my last lifetime. We didn't have uh, that, those words. Uh, we called we somebody. We had some French word. We called people bitches or um, bastards or words like that. Um, we cursed uh, them under, you know, with Satan's name and things. But we didn't have these funny words, and people get so hung up on it. You like that little whole distraction thing? Let's go back to being. Let's go back to transhuman. You were getting sleepy. You perk up when I start saying. You you were getting really sleepy, and so. The, our work in transhumanism, an intentional joke, I guess, an intentional, uh, de- very deliberate play on words. Our work is simply to uh, allow the natural, the very natural release of the ancestral biology, and as you do to reform the particles that compose your body in your own image. Not the image of God, or definitely not the image of ancestors. We're not doing it to, for some great big mass healing. Yeah, that really doesn't work. We're just reparticalizing <laughs> and re, just letting out the old. We're we're taking a big, uh, what you'd call ancestral biological crap, and just letting <laughs> letting it out. I didn't say that word. The other word, I, and just letting it out. And you'll find a natural transhuman movement within yourself. Where you don't have to use a bunch of technology. And if you do, I don't, you do by the way, uh, I'm asked once in a while, Adamus, isn't it uh, you know, untruthful to get a facelift? I don't care. I get a facelift. It doesn't matter. Is it, or is it bad to uh, get cosmetic surgery? I probably would if I was there on your planet right now. Why not? You have the tools. It's uh, the consciousness in which you do it. If you're doing it because you say, I hate my face or my body, that's one thing. If you say, hey, why not? You know, go out and get a little, what do you call it, work done. Yeah, shit, a little work done. Uh, but if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, do it right. Go to somebody who knows what they're doing, and not, the, not a butcher or anything. Go to spend some money on it. Do it right. Do it in consciousness. In transhumanism, we're also. Not going to be hooking um, computers uh, or having chips implanted in your brains. It's about understanding the difference between consciousness and the intellect, and that's it. It's real simple. We're not going to be trying to improve the mind to be smarter. Uh, smart is a very human thing. It's very linear, very very linear. How much information can can you or do you want to hold? I, as an Ascended Master, I hold almost no information. don't need to. Why? I don't have any computer memory banks or anything else that stores information, nor do I want it. It's a burden. If I need to know something, I simply ask, and then it's there. Uh, and that's it. Uh, whatever, whatever it is, it's, it's simply there, if I care enough about it. If I don't, it's not there. You've got tools these days. With about ten taps of the finger, you can find out anything about anything. Why carry it around in your brain? You carry it around in your pocket instead, in that uh, I am or that you have. So we're not going to be trying to improve the brain, uh, make yourself smarter. Smart is very human, very linear. Uh, the intellect, very, very human. You, you know, 
the consciousness came up with, uh, they came up with, but as a result of consciousness, uh, intellect was created. Uh, intellect, a way of sensing and interpreting uh, experience, a dimension, for instance. The intellect allows that, but the intellect was never meant to be um, aggrandized, uh, the, the, f- the only focus. Uh, in other realms, you don't need an intellect. You don't need to be smart. Facts <laughs> I often say, you go to some of these other realms, facts will kill you. Uh, they really will, because that means you're trying to stay in a human perspective in another realm that doesn't regard it, doesn't acknowledge it, doesn't use it. You're, you're, you know, you're going to a gunfight with a sword, and you're going to lose. Uh, so the, we're not going to work on building the intellect. We're going to come to understand the difference between consciousness and intellect. And there's a huge difference, a huge difference. We'll come to consciousness in our transhuman movement. Will you be using computers? Uh, absolutely. Use computers for the data, the information, uh, the intellectual things that you need in life. We're not going to we're not going to start some movement, go off in the woods and wear uh, funny men with funny suspenders and women with bonnets and not use computers or electricity. No, we'll we'll absolutely use the resources that have been created by your consciousness, called technology, but for a better life experience, not the only experience in life. And there's a huge difference. We're kind of mavericks in this. There's uh, debatable in the numbers, but let's just call it about 30,000 uh, Chambra around the world who will endeavor into this, uh, who have made it this far, will continue going, give or take. There are going to be some who dabble in it, who come and, and like feed at the table, take a little here and a little there, but yeah, it's. This isn't something you do like like you're at a buffet. Uh, you, I mean, he, here it's the whole course. So let's say thirty thousand compared to oh maybe twenty to twenty three million who right now are on a different transhuman path. Pretty small number in comparison, and the trans the other the intellectual transhuman path will uh, will be gathering. Uh, hundreds of millions uh, of people into the billions uh, within your lifetime. They may not call themselves transhumanists, but that's the path that they're on. So we're very small in numbers, but uh, very experienced, very seasoned, uh, very committed, uh, and and very uh, basically expanded. You got you got a picture of what's going on. Uh, it, it's it's you in expansion. It's you beyond just being human. It's all the things that you could say you wanted. You wanted to be healthier. You wanted to be younger looking. But that's not the reason we're doing it. We're doing it because it's time to simply be you. To be all of you, not just the singular you. So I'm going to ask you over the next couple of years or so. Watch the parallels here between our transhuman beautiful, uh, beautiful representation showing on the screen right now. If you would show that for those watching online, what does this mean? What does this mean? Well, it's the circumpunt, the the circle with a dot in it. Remember that I've always said the dot was source, 
was where you came from. The circle represented your experiences, your uh, everything, your wisdom, basically. And you would have thought that the th the dot never changed because it was always source. It was where you came from. It was pure consciousness surrounded by all of its experience. But something did change, and now that's become a plus sign. The circumpunt will never be the same again. And, and you can see the vague image of the original circle, the original source, or what you would call the pure, pure, pure consciousness. But now it's expanding. It's the plus sign. It is not a cross. It's not what Jesus died on, and, and it's not. We're not going to put a little picture of a guy there nailed to it. Uh, no, it's, and it's not the uh, the the Swiss uh, flag. I'm sorry for some of you, but it's not the Swiss. Uh, symbol, and it's it is a plus sign. You know what a plus sign is? It means and, and, yeah, plus sign. So that's that's the symbol. It's also expansion in all directions. And if we could depict this in a uh, more than a two-dimensional way, those pluses, the the radiance would be going out in every direction, including inwards. In every direction, not just expanding up, but expanding in, expanding into itself. Ex true expansion is in all ways, all directions. So that's what this represents. That's the new consciousness on the planet, and that's what basically you've created. So that being said, that was just my opening statement. <laughs> Let's take a good deep breath into you, the human, into. You, the human that's going to stop trying so hard now to be a better human, please, please, uh, let, let's just call it the end of the road on that one. Why? Why? You know, the sad thing would be some of you are a little bit more mature. You're, you're getting on there in your years. Why keep damn trying? Even with your health or, or your brain, is oh, I'm going to lose my brain. If that's the best thing in the world that can happen. Yeah. <laughs> Not with some of the diseases like Alzheimer's or that, but to be able to go beyond the mind. And if any of you are experiencing mind wobble right now, that's what it is. You're just expanding. Take a deep breath. Shut up. Stop taking medications, and enjoy the wobble. So let's take a good deep breath and move into the questions. Linda, on the microphone, please. Al Shambra on the alert. And uh, I don't know. Calder is asking me to keep this one short today because you have a big party and the sun's out. Isn't it as amazing when the sun came out when, when that Masters Club was opened? You've got plenty of time. No, Calder wants to party, but uh, I've got a lot He'll to say. He'll get over it. He'll get over it. You know, Question. You've got plenty of time. Question. Uh, oh, I know. Are you just trying to get out of it? Out of what? Doing more. No, 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 no. I've oh, got okay. hours and hours good, and hours good, good, worth. Good. I'll go till tomorrow. Question, Linda on the microphone with her first um, uh, volunteer. Volunteer, lucky volunteer. I was going to add, uh, put the microphone in front of their face before I ask the question. Jeez. Really? Well, yeah. Right now? Yeah, anybody. And then okay. I'll ask the question. Okay. I'm going to pick a tricky one. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Oh, this is a good <laughs> oh, one. Just oh, like good. That. Uh, so, Doctor, what, what? Would you put, uh, and, and I don't want you to think about this. This goes whoosh. It's just there. What are you going to put on your tombstone Ooh. or your memorial? I know you're Ooh. not. You're going to get cremated, but your memorial. What are you going to put on it? Five Forever. words or less. Uh, ten words. Forever. Forever. Mm. I like that. Good. Forever. 
Uh, that's it. it would, I like that. It's kind of um, poetic, philosophical. It's a teaser. Some people would look at it and go, forever, what? Uh, I get it, though. Forever. Good. You're, you're feeding right into, uh, <laughs> into my next uh, point that I'm going to make. Okay, keep this microphone passing around. They're going to think about it too much. Or, oh, and they're going to – yeah. Uh, okay, next. What are you going to put on, on your tombstone, your uh, memorial, uh, your plaque on the wall? Yeah, so you got a plaque on the wall. What are you going to put on it? I lived. I lived. Good. How about I loved? I lived. I loved. I, okay, I lived. Good. Have you? Have you lived? I am now. Good. Could, you, could I ask you, and this will be on the back side of the plaque, as if nobody could see it. How would you describe your life in, in like 50 words or less? Uh, beginning who? To here. How would you describe that? Um, very intellectual, um, analytical, planned, perfectionism, planned organized yeah. goals, and to a point of allowing and living and attracting yeah. naturally without effort and just a, a whole lot of joy. You ever have that joy. tendency still to do a little planning and a little organizing? Mm -hmm. and You can tell Uncle Adamus. Uh, <laughs> I you won't just tell, agreed to I help won't, us do a, do a trip to Cuba. <laughs> well, yeah, to, to but, a shopper trip to Cuba. She, but that's yeah. still allowing. That's still allowing okay. it. The answers come, you know. Yeah. You, you so it's kind of a long, a long path from being kind of what I would call tight mm -hmm. to like, ah, uh, just let go. Mm -hmm. Best thing you could do for yourself. Yeah. And letting go doesn't mean like taking off all your clothes and running down the street naked, but it's not so bad. But just stop structuring yourselves. St uh, structuring is de destructing. Uh, you stop structuring. Stop trying to make yourself something you're never going to be and you don't want to be anyway. Okay? Good. Thank you. A couple more. Tombstone. What's on it? I always love this question. Tombstone. She lived in joy. She lived in joy. Is that a true statement? <laughs> Most of the time. Most of the time. What percent of the time? What percent? Probably 70 to 80 percent. Oh, that's good. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the backside of the plaque, what about the other times? Continuing to learn to let go. <laughs> okay. And then you stop continuing to learn and you just let get, go. And you let go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Let and then go. everybody in your family thinks, oh, yeah, she's really weird now, she, just letting go. You know what? Whatever opinion that they have that is negative is good for you. I'm if they're like, oh, she's crazy, that's a good thing. The minute they say, she's just like us, oh, jeez. Where did I go wrong? Where, I'm often the we, weirdest one in the room, and it doesn't bother me a bit. <laughs> why not? Actually, people love weirdness. They do. They're uncomfortable with it, though. They actually secretly love it, you know, when there's some weirdness going on. But they're just like, oh, God, they just can't. They're so English about it. Oh, we just can't. Just, we're so, it's so impolite. Uh, and yeah. I'm sorry, I, I'm, but you know, if you're from watching from England or you're from England, you know what I'm talking about, and you're laughing, 
I can see you. Here's England. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's going to be on your tour? Was I right about? Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> you know, it worked back. You know, 300, 400 years ago. You know, it was really proper. But yeah. now it's like, come on. Yeah. Take those tight underwear off. <laughs> totally. And just, yeah. Okay. Uh, on your tombstone. Well, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Good. In the ground on your tombstone. I'm here. I'm beyond. Hello. <laughs> here and beyond. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, um, some people would walk by and look at your tombstone and go, Yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Get in the question. I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on the back side, what, what's uh, the you know that they can't see? What does it say? What What about your life? It's been a hell of a ride. Hell of a ride. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Would you do it over again the same way? Hmm. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, that's the English part of her speaking. She's going, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't. Okay, thank you. Oh, you're going to make him talk now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Well, he, oh, oh. She wanna, yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry, Lloyd. Your tombstone, what does it that's say? Okay. I, I would say, who wants to live forever? Who wants to live forever? Right. That'd be it. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Okay. A couple more. Okay. Good, you I like that. For weird. Right, let's see. Don't let me down. Hello. <laughs> Nasty little devil. Yeah, yeah. Freedom. Freedom. Okay. That's on your tombstone. I don't want a tombstone. Yeah. Oh, you, you want you want a plaque? Walk on. Walk walk on. Yeah. I walked on. Yeah. You're stuck. <laughs> Beyond. I like that. Okay, two more. Okay. Oh, well, by the way, what's on the back side of your uh, your tombstone, your plaque? That was the nasty little devil part. Oh, nasty little. Okay. Yeah. You're not going to put bah on the back side. <gasps> oh, ow! It's a private joke. Okay, let's. He see. likes sheep, wait, right? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, Why not? Wait, wait, wait. They're Here. better than humans, right? Okay. Where are we next? Oh, yes. Beyond everything. Beyond everything. Okay. On the back side, what's the uh, what's what uh, is not revealed? Uh, maybe something in my language. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hitch. Okay. Yeah, what does that mean? That's a, the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Good. Thank you. One more. Okay. One more. One Tombstones. More. Uh, 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 now we're all gonna die. Anybody volunteering? Let's see. Let's see. Oh, I should have known. So you've had a little time to. Feel into it. What goes? Because I can. Because you can. Okay. What's on the back side? Way, way, way too much work. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Good. Let's take a good deep breath. First thing we're going to do now, uh, let's turn these house lights down a bit uh, so we're not blaring light in their eyes. Uh, what we're going to, first thing we're going to do is, um, I think it's so important here uh, at the beginning of this series to. I talked about it last month, but I really want to be with it now. Death is an absolute lie. It is an absolute lie, and it is one of those lies that's so ingrained that people actually believe it. And then people die. (laughs) And it's too bad, because it is a lie. It's an illusion. Now, I'm going to be very straightforward. It's a shameful lie. There is no death. There, there is not. And, and somebody could come and say, but Adamus, look, uh, well, you died, Adamus. No, I didn't. 
I did not. Uh, I, I have been known to, been said to have lived uh, for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. I've been known to, have, to reappear well after the time of my death, but I did not die. I simply transitioned, and there's a huge difference. One could argue that the physical body dies, and therefore death is real, but it does not need to be. Uh, the physical body does not need to die as you know death to be. Uh, heart attacks, disease, uh, strokes, uh, or just gradual deterioration, it doesn't need to die. Uh, you are going to be incorporating, you are going to be bringing in the attributes of your physical self into your I amness, and you're not going to die. You will transition out of a locked in, limited, and oftentimes painful mode of existence. You will transition out of that, but isn't that what you've wanted? But you will not die. You will go into other realms where the physical nature and the intellectual nature are not supreme, where they're maybe not even known, but you will exist. You will, you will be. And you will have the knowingness, the wisdom, and, and even the uh, memories of all that you've done, uh, where you've gone and what you've been. But in order to go into our transhumanism, our version of it, uh, which simply means going out of singular human self, it's important that right now we transcend death itself. You Humans in general worry about it from the moment that they have an awareness of their name, of their being. Young children are terrified from ages two, three, four years old about death itself, and it's never explained well. They're told that, what happened to Grandma? Well, Grandma went to heaven. No, she didn't. <laughs> she went to hell. She was a bad Grandma. <laughs> Couldn't help that. <coughs> no, she did not. She, she transitioned uh, out of a limited f physical and intellectual experience (parentheses unsaid to child prison). Uh, she transitioned because uh, we don't want the child too early to want to get out of prison, if you know what I mean. She transitioned. Uh, she didn't die. She is still there. And here, uh, and she's not dead in the ground. What, what a sad, sad thing, putting people into the ground in this day and age. Back then they had to, in a way. But in this day and age, what a sad thing, shoving your body down in the ground for the worms and, and the spiders and all the other crap that exists underground, and the pollution. They never had pollution back when. Now they have pollution. Your body is just sitting there in pollution. Ooh. And then a dog comes running through the cemetery and stops right over your grave. Go back oh. to bad words. Let's go back to bad words. <laughs> I'm just saying that this is not a pretty thing. So in your language. Please go back to oh, bad no, words. Oh, no, don't. No. Ah. Stay with the bad words. <laughs> You gotta laugh once in a while, right? <laughs> Otherwise, you get too serious. You gotta laugh. 
It's, it's so easy to get serious and heavy. Uh, laughing, that's, a, that's an art. So uh, where were we? Um, oh, death. It's a lie. It's an absolute lie. And I, 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 I'm going to ask you to feel into going beyond death. You are not going to die. You're going to transition sooner or later because you get tired of all this. You're, I tell you what, you're already tired. Otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting here. Now, really, if you were just so you know dumb, stupid, happy with you know being a human and your body and you know your relatives and everything, you wouldn't be sitting here. But you know there's more, so that's why you're here. But let's take a moment right now, and we're going to be doing this. I'll do, we'll do it every shout, okay? Until I really feel we've gone beyond death. Uh, no music on this one. Just let's stop for a moment. Let's do a silent mirab. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, you should go to the toilet if you have to. <laughs> or now can you do that with your mouth, as oh, you would say. Oh, that's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. See, we can laugh at death, right? We're sitting here about to go beyond death. We can spit on death. It, it, it is a lie, and, and I'm not just saying that philosophically or spiritually. It is factually a lie. And once we go beyond death, and that worry about death, that wondering about death, wondering what happens when you die, and once we go beyond that, you can live again. I asked about the tombstones. What would you put on? Well, I'll get to that in a minute. So let's 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 die right now. <laughs> let's let's go beyond it. Let's take a good deep breath. Just be silent. Rob means there's no music, but I talk. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> we do that all the time. Says Crash or somebody. Uh, no, yeah, Ben. Uh, okay, let's take a good deep breath, and I'll pontificate a little bit. You've lived with the illusion of death for as long as you can remember, to the point where you actually believe it, believed it, as does do humans. It, it's a reality, I guess. It's a reality, but not the reality. It's, it's a way of living, I guess. But you're not going to die. You are not going to die. You're going to exist. You're going to, at some point, when you get tired of the physical condition and the, and the intellectual condition, say, let's transition. Let's like suck all that up, bring it up into our beingness. Let's pack that bag and bring it all up into self. You're, you're actually there. There's still the there. You have the illusion of death. Well, it's when your spirit leaves your body, you leave your body behind. No, no. We're going to bring the body with the, the essence, the energetic elements of the body and the mind and everything else, but it's going to be brought into the mothership, into you. There is no death. You're not, I, I proclaim on this day that you're not going to die. That human identity isn't going to be 
buried underground or burned in hot fires. I'm not, not hell. I'm talking to cremation. Some of you right away, oh, I'm going to hell. No, not cremation. Uh, so in order to be the transhumans on Earth, the embodied masters, we walk beyond death itself. So much darkness, so much fear, so much uh, rhetoric and dogma and everything else about death, and it's simply not true. Not even the human dies. You know that human? Not, not even the human dies to become the um, high consciousness, spirit, whatever. No. Even the human of you lives on. All the energetic essence of what you experienced in the physical being is brought up into the mothership. It's, it's absorbed. It comes to you. And even the essence of your body, but a body now that doesn't age and doesn't go into pain or anything else, it's all brought up uh, in the transition. But even long before that transition, there's the transition right now, the transition that's taking place out of by ancestral body, out of mass consciousness mind. But as long as the, the human still fears death and wonders about death and has death as a uh, basically a goal, death is a goal, uh, but one that you're trying to avoid, then it throws everything out of skew. So let's just step beyond death. The whole illusion. It's written all over holy books. You die, you die, you die. No, actually you don't. Let's write that new holy book <coughs> that says, I am that I am. I exist. There's a transition. There are many transitions of the Self, but death is no longer in my consciousness. Let's take a good deep breath in this transhuman series. It's going to be a challenge in some ways. Your mind will come back to death and the thoughts of it. Uh, but I'm going to ask you to stop trying uh, to avoid death and stop trying to think about it and just understand you are not going to die. I, I want you to feel that in, in these coming weeks. Imagine that for a moment. And I'm not talking about being immortal like the other transhumanists where you're using robot parts and everything else to uh, perpetuate uh, a singular life. I'm talking about there is no death. It's a transition. Transitions you're used to. You are masters of transitions. You go through them all the time. And really feel into that. that <laughs> I mean, it's almost funny. There is no death. You, Master, are not going to die. What, what a relief! What a change of consciousness after all of this time of – well, in a way, you were kind of like them, the other transhumanists. You were kind of seeking immortality. In a way, you were seeking basically to have all the knowledge and all the wisdom, in a way, 
You were seeking to be superhuman in a way, uh, singular in a way, but we go beyond all that now. We put a big plus sign in right in the center of the circle of the I am. That's one of the things that the five who I talked about earlier who have allowed their realization, they realized, I'm, I'm not going to die. I'm not ever going to worry about it again. I'm not going to die. I'm going to transition, evolve. I'm going to transcend in so many ways, but death, no. I'll be bringing this up. We'll just do a short little beyond death thing uh, at at the next couple of shouts anyway. There is no death, and once we can release that, oh, we are so free. Can you just imagine for a moment, not intellectually, but really, really saying, "Oh, that's right. I'm not going to die." What a relief that is. Let's take a good deep breath. And speaking of some transitions, and now with a little music, oh, other way, now with a little music. Yeah, let's just throw a little light on their faces, make them wake up, and then we'll go right back into the real mural that I wanted to do today. Okay, let's take a good deep breath. And what a day! What a day! I'm, I'm, in a way, like a very, very proud friend, not father, but friend. Uh, very proud to see. What you've created here on Earth, it's yes, it's a small space in a small town on a small planet, but but yet it's so symbolic. What a statement that the masters are here. You got it cemented in the wall, not just a printed sign. I mean, you've you went so far as to have it cast in bronze. Cast in metal and put into a wall. The masters are here, embodied, real. Now, if you take a good deep breath and relax, and you know how it is when I think some of you call it a road trip when you get in your car. Ah, such a great feeling sometimes. You get in your car and you're out on the open road. Away from the city, out in the countryside, no other traffic, and put some music on the radio. Oh, radio Calder is telling me that's really very old-fashioned. You put some music on whatever device it is that you have. It's a radio. It's radio to me. Always be a radio. You're listening to some music. I don't care how you're getting it. Let's just say you're humming to yourself. <laughs> Calder quarrels about the funniest things, and it's like the point is you're relaxed and you're having fun, damn it. <laughs> and it's the wide open road, and it's a sunny day, and nobody else is there telling you that you're driving poorly, or you're just relaxed. And oh my God, what a journey it's been! And you're not on a journey. That's the funny thing. You're just out for a drive. There's no more journey. 
no more real destination. You're just out for a drive. And you know, you have that device and Caldra, do not correct me. You have this device in your car and it's called a rear view mirror. It's so that you can be driving, going forward or whatever, and you can look back to see what's behind. And today, it's your life that's behind you. Yeah, you're you're continuing to expand to you're continuing your experiences, but your old life is in the rearview mirror. Take a look at it in this mirab. Life in the rearview mirror. I, I, I like that analogy because you see, you're not turning around and looking. Uh, you're not like looking back at the burning city. Uh, you're simply looking in the rear view, kind of it's a reflection, it's a perspective. Not really even literal. What a life you've had. What a life you've had looking in the rearview mirror. A life filled with such aspirations and desires, unlike uh, that of which most people don't have. Not it wasn't even a life of aspiring for money or prominence or anything. A life that you dedicated to yourself, to that, to that circle with a dot in the middle. What challenges, what tremendous challenges that you had in that life. It might have been with family or might have been with career or your health, but if you look in that rearview mirror for a moment, you'll see the challenges were really with yourself. They showed up oftentimes with family members or health, wealth, but the challenges were really your satisfaction, your acceptance with yourself. Your life in the rearview mirror. Trying hard, raising kids, uh, trying to pay the bills. You look in the rearview mirror, your life, trying to be spiritual. That was a, that was a transition in your life. This beautiful, passionate desire for answers finally. You look in the rearview mirror, and that was your life, and that's behind you now. There are such tender moments in that life in the rearview mirror. If you, if you take a good look, you just look at all the energy that was put into that life. 
I would say at least five times more energy than a typical person puts into their life. I'm not just talking about going to work, but I'm just talking about your energy dynamic in life. So much energy into it. That life is kind of like a work of art in a way. I know it wasn't easy. You know it wasn't easy. But now it's in the rearview mirror. Take a good deep breath. It's in the rearview mirror. That means that it's just a reflection. It's behind you. So many dead ends back there, so many dead end roads. He tried different things and didn't quite work out. That's okay. So many bumps in the road. I think the worst parts were when you were back there, when you were just lost. And just like you're broke down, lost. That's terrible sometimes not having that sense of direction and what do you do? Where do you go? And you, you don't even know and just lost. You're a stranger in a strange world, a world that's really not yours and you knew it, but how the hell do you get out of it? That's lost. You look in that rearview mirror, such a such a singular life, linear. On that path, on that roadway of trying so hard, working for the answers, and that's in the past now. That's that's in the rearview mirror. It's all behind you now. This thing called death, that, that dark object in the rearview mirror back in your old life, the, the worry about death. Damn it, that was a bad joke. I mean, it just was a bad joke. It was such a lie, death. You transition indeed, indeed, indeed. You wouldn't want to stay in one state of being forever. You wouldn't want to just be in this physical body. I I guess when one believes that there's nothing more, that this is reality, when they believe that this is reality, I guess then they would try to be in it forever. But when you know there's so much more. When you know there are many realities, there, are, and this reality is uh, its own illusion. But I guess then you'd want to stay in the immortal human state. But there is so much more. Death! What a what a what a lie! Uh, death to me. 
to Adamus. It's the lie of the ignorant. It's all it is. It's ignorance. I'd use a bad word right now, but I don't think that's appropriate right in the middle of the shout to say a bad word. Oh, death is, is truly it's for the ignorant, for the unconscious. Why don't people question it? Why? They just, I guess because they're ignorant, they're unconscious. And they just go along with it and then they do die because they believe in it. But that's in your rearview mirror right now. It's all behind you. And all that trying, you look back there, look at all the signs. As you look in the rearview mirror, all the road signs. Jeez. I mean, that's all you see in the rearview mirror is a bunch of signs and directions and directives and everything else. And now look in front of you. There are no signs. There are no signs. Turn this way, stop here, yield to idiots. There's none of that. It's. There are no signs. There's no power lines either. Get it? There's no power lines. Look in the rearview mirror. Power lines everywhere, polluting, visually polluting the environment. There are no power lines. You look in the rearview mirror and there's power lines and signs and ah, signs. Uh, those represented all the things you try to control yourself with. Stop. Don't do this. Turn here. Don't turn there. Yield to limitation. Yield to family. Yield to you being a negotiator with yourself. All those signs. Aren't you glad that they're in the rearview mirror now? And back there in the old life, you had to use a GPS just to figure out how to get someplace. What the heck was that about? So confusing that some little box is telling you where to go. Maybe that was your partner, spouse, but it, it, but so confusing here when you look out in front of you, you don't need a GPS or a map or anything else. You just know where you want to go. You don't even have to have a particular destination. That destinations are in the, in behind you now. Now, while all this is going on, you're looking in the rearview mirror, your life as it was. Then you got the wide open road, no signs, no no traffic, no pollution. It's just wide open in front of you. It does cause pause, uh, I guess a brief moment of reflection, when you suddenly realize, oh my gosh, I really am changing. Oh my gosh, and I'm not going back there. Oh my, 
This is for real. There is no going back. There is no going back. No going back to the signs and to the power lines and to the zoo and to the congestion and to the confusion and there's no going back. No going back to death and there's no going back to the old rhythms anymore. There's no patterning anymore. Causes one to just give pause for a moment and oh, take a deep breath and then the reality strikes. There is no going back. As you would say, OMG, there is no going back. Suddenly the car kind of slows down. <laughs> Suddenly you're looking in the rearview mirror and then looking out in front of you, looking back to the rearview mirror, back to your life, looking in front of you. And then you're looking all around. No going back at all. Not even to death. We're not going back to death. We're not going back to old patterns. Oh my gosh. And for a brief instant, there is a bit of anxiety saying, but then what next? And the moment that anxiety seems to come up, it just passes through. It has no patterns to land on. It has no old rhythms to tie into. The anxiety comes and it goes. Never going back. You'll always have the memories. You'll always have the rearview mirror, but you're not going to be looking at it too much. I, I, I say that. You won't be looking at the rearview mirror too much. You'll always have the memories. They're not obliterated. They're not gone. Well, you're just never going back. In, in that realization, everything that's caused energy to pattern in certain ways, everything that's caused the cycles to stay within their old patterns and cycles, suddenly goes away. You're free. Energy is free. Everything goes new. What's up ahead, it doesn't matter. It would be better than anything the singular human could have planned. It would be <laughs> beyond, well beyond what the mind could have thought or even created. What a moment here in this kind of pause situation, car slowed down, realization that you never go back, 
but also the beauty of where you've come from. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, suddenly, the sound of sirens. Oh, crap, I thought I was beyond all this. And then you realized it was just Adama St. Germain saying, Stop worrying. All is well in all of creation. And so it is. Enjoy the Masters Club. My dear Shambra, I love you dearly. Thank you. Thank you. And so it is. So with that, I invite all of us to take the good deep breath, to stay with this experience as long as you choose, to just stay with the feeling of it. And more than anything, thank you for being here celebrating the opening of this Master's Club, this first Master's Club on Earth that we all created, each of us, all of you, every one of us here and now. So whether you're here or out there, please celebrate with us now. So thank you, whether you were listening on Blog Talk Radio, whether you were watching from thecrimsoncircle.com or listening from thecrimsoncircle.com, thank you for being here with us. Thank you to everyone. Thank you.